Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and today's episode will be featuring our co-host, Pat Gallagher, and this will be the Legacy Series with the University of San Francisco's Sports Management Program, uh, featuring the Pat Gallagher Fellows, and we'll we'll get into a little bit of, of what the Pat Gallagher Fellow is and uh, why we're doing this short series with, with USF and, and their program. Um, really excited to have our first guest on today in Tess Oliphant. Um, Tess, you know, manager of community relations for the San Francisco Giants and has a lot of wisdom to share with us. So nonetheless, both of you, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, thanks That's for having great. me. Thank you, Jake. I, I, I'll start is that, you know, I, first of all, I, you know, I still get a little teary eyed when I think, you know, the Giants were kind enough um, to establish this fellowship in my name um, at University of San Francisco. And um, it's become a highly competitive uh, internship. Uh, they select one a year and the intern gets to work in a variety of, of departments. And the whole idea here is a way for um, a way to, to give back and to, you know, what we hope to do is attract people to the sports management business. And so that's really the uh, it's that's really the purpose of it. And Tess, you were your internship. Let's talk a little bit about what was it? What did you actually sure. get to so do? So I was the Pat Gallagher fellow in 2015 and the three departments that I spent time in through the fellowship were community relations, um, corporate partnerships, and legal. So as you can imagine, they're very different <laughs> departments and very different um, kind of ways of operating in the front office. And my first stop was community relations. And that was a really um, obviously special part for me because it's kind of where I've ended up now. But that was my first, you know, real step into the front office with the Giants. And I work with a really phenomenal team and they, you know, helped me grow in the, you know, how we're working with the community and how we're supporting fans on an individual basis and supporting nonprofits throughout the Bay area. And so that, that was a bit of what I did there. And then on the corporate partnership side, it was a little bit more working with clients in partners. So a lot of partner activation, a lot of, um, you know, getting information on activations that we've done for recaps for partners to ensure that they knew that their contracts were fulfilled and that we could have proof of those activations. And then on the legal side, um, I, that was during the off season. So that was, you know, fairly uh, heavy on, the data, we were starting to really digitize a lot of files in the legal department and um, keep track of a lot of those things that had been in file cabinets for quite a while and move them into a digital library. So it was a really interesting experience and getting to know different sides of the organization that I absolutely would not have had had I just taken one specific internship. Is there anything about you know, now you, you, as an intern, you sort of get, you know, you get to look under the hood, so to speak, of a professional sports organization, and you got to be a part of it. Was there anything about that experience that, um, that surprised you? I mean, and, and uh, two part, anything surprised you? And what are the, what was the most value you 
you think that you receive from the experience? Yeah, I think what surprised me was understanding what roles are in the front office. I think when I first started school, I you know had one very specific view of what a front office position was. And I didn't think I understood that there were almost every business role you want can be in the front office as well. You know, there's accounting, graphics design, partnerships, community relations. And these were things that I didn't know existed. So especially when it came to community relations, I was surprised that one, the role existed and two, how much passion I had for it. And I think the most value that, that came for me, especially in the career I'm in now is getting to know so many different departments and people in those departments, because you know, now when I look to the legal department or to the partnerships department, I have relationships with those folks that are more so than just working with someone in another team. It's a team that I've worked with and a team that I've built a relationship with. So that was incredible to get to build those, those friendships and those work relationships prior to even, you know, starting a full-time job. Tess, as you, as you think about the the fellowship and, and what it meant to you from getting a start, right? Everyone's got to get their start somewhere. They've got to get their foot in the door. They're trying to figure out how to do it, where to do it. You know, some are moving all across the country. Some mm-hmm. are doing it in their own backyard. You know, think about the, the, the opportunity that you had and, and your experience leading up to it and your experience afterwards. And, and what does that mean to you in terms of your start? And, and um, how do you reflect on that? Yeah, well, I have a little bit of a funny story about the the start of the fellowship before I even moved to San Francisco to start at USF. I have uh, an old family friend in Sally Sargent, who's a friend of Pat's as well. And when I was first debating coming to San Francisco for the sport management program, I had talked to her and she was like, oh, you have to reach out to Pat Gallagher. He's wonderful. Shoot him a text. And I'm thinking, I you know, I Google Pat and I'm thinking, wait a second, I can't just text Pat Gallagher. You know, I'm a student fresh out of college. I was like, no way, that is way too much. And, you know, and then long story short, I end up applying for the fellowship. It works out. And then a lunch is set up that I get to meet Pat and and spend a little bit of time together. And I just remember thinking, gosh, the Pat Gallagher fellowship, what what an experience that must be. And then that it works out. It was really incredible. And and it was the perfect start into a career in sports because I think one of the most important ways to figure out what you do want to do in your career is to figure out what you don't. And getting to experience so many different departments and so many different teams and roles in the organization in a short span of one season, one year, was a really great way for me to figure out how much love I had for community relations. and also find things from other teams that I really enjoyed and some things that, you know, didn't really seem like a full-time, you know, through the rest of my career thing that I wanted to do. So in terms of getting a start, it was the most incredible way to do it. I think it was, you know, hitting a lot of birds with one quick stone. You know, part of the reason they also set it up, you know, I was, I was in, I was with the Giants for 32 years. And, you know, for some reason during that whole time, there's a lot of people who think people who work in sports or in sports management, that our lives are, you know, 25 times more exciting than anybody else's life. 
<clears throat> which is just not true. And so, but I found that there was a lot of people who want, who were interested, whether they were students who were kind of coming up or people who were going through their midlife crisis and they kind of say, well, the only thing I ever really loved was sports, but people who actually wanted to talk to somebody. And so I always tried to make time to do that, you know, whether it was early in the morning or late in the afternoon. And um, it, it, it was it was something that um, I encouraged all the people that uh, that reported to me at the Giants to do it, it, because it's a, a professional sports franchise is a lot of ways is just like any other business. I mean, we do the same things that other businesses do. Um, you know, we're not saving lives. Uh, we're not discovering a cure for anything. We're, you know, we, there's a lot of pride and energy that goes into it. And so what you're trying to attract is just like the baseball side is looking, you know, they have a farm system looking for, for talent, I think um, part of the reason for the fellowship was to to look for talent who might want to become part of the business operation and do it for reasons that have to do with special skill sets that people have and a special point of view. And so, um, you know, I know that um, it, it, people sometimes tend to look at sports franchises as, um, you know, <clears throat> is that you know, just in your feelings that you thought that somebody like me would be hard to, to talk to. It's just not the case. I mean, it's, it shouldn't be the case. And I sort of felt over the years that, you know, anybody who didn't have enough time to talk to somebody who was interested in the business was probably somebody that wasn't worth talking to anyway. Right. Um, and so, um, but I think that now, you know, in, in community relations, I mean, you're, you, what you're doing, you're dealing with players, you're dealing with the, the connection between players and the community. And in many cases, you're showing players how to connect to the community. And just because somebody can stand on the, on the mound and throw a, you know, a 95 mile an hour fastball doesn't mean that he has the tools it takes to, uh, to connect with the community. So talk a little bit about what your experience has been so far with some of the, you know, some of the people that you've met, met and some of the things you think that have made a difference in the community that you've had something sure. to do with. I think you hit the nail on the head is a lot of these players are interested in getting involved in the community, but majority are not from the Bay Area and don't have other ties to the community that they're playing in. So what we really try to focus on is finding out from those players what matters to them, um, what it is that that they care about and they want to use their voice and their platform for. Because I think the worst thing you could do when it comes to players in the community is something that's more for a photo op where you're just sort of sticking a player there for the looks of it. And I think making sure that you know exactly what those players are interested in and helping them kind of find the path that their heart wants to take gives you a much more genuine and impactful experience for not only the community, for the, but for the players and their families as well. So that's one thing we really try to do is, is find those genuine connections and figure out how we can make the most impact with the players. And there's been quite a few things that have stuck out to me in my you know, fairly short career in community relations. But I think some of the most impactful work that I've been a part of is with Kristen and Buster Posey on their work to you know, find a cure for pediatric cancer. So this was an initiative that the Posey started in 2016. And since then, we've held a fundraising gala at the ballpark every year 
um, that raises, you know, our last one in 2019 raised three quarters of a million dollars for um, cancer research, you know, right here in our backyard with UCSF Children's Hospital. Um, so that's been really impactful because not only are we raising funds to help find a cure for this, but the POSIs are also going to visit hospitals in the Bay Area once a month. And when there are baseball games, having those kids and their families come out to the ballpark once a month as well. So it's a really impactful and kind of all-encompassing experience where we're, we're funding the research that is so desperately needed for pediatric cancer, but we're also giving those those kids that are fighting that fight and their families and experience of baseball that we all love as well. So that's been probably my most, the most proud I've been of, of work that we've done in the community. Tess, when, when, when you think about the platform that sports has, and I, I know we, we, we can get carried away with, with how, you know, Pat said uh, that everyone thinks that people who work in sports, their lives are more interesting, but it's, it's really just, the platform itself reaches so many people and with what you do, you're able to make such vast impacts in certain areas that typically sports wouldn't touch. Right. But you're able to be because of people's missions and what they care about. And like Pat said, trying to find a cure for something that sports can't. Right. Mm-hmm. When you, when you think about that as really the, the, the true mission and what kind of gets your motor going each day, as opposed to, you know, wearing, wearing the brand or, or, you know, going to the ballpark or anything like that, that, you know, people see from the outside. I mean, you're truly trying to connect people with other people when, when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it. Yeah, that's right. It's, I think when we talk about community relations, we do support hundreds of nonprofits throughout the year, but I think where I find the most passion and the most, you know, getting my motor going every day to go to work is those individual people that we get to work with, whether they're somebody working for a nonprofit that is on the ground doing the work that is so needed in our communities, or it's individual fans. We work a lot with fans who write into the Giants, call into the Giants that have, you know, everyone has a specific relationship with the brand and with the team if you think about your most fond memories growing up watching games, whether no matter the sport, but watching games, listening to games, following them on social media, attaching to the players, it's, it becomes a really magical feeling for a lot of people. And so what is exciting about the role that I have is we get to work with individuals who are going through something, whether it's something really exciting, they're, you know, retiring from the military, or it's something that's, not so exciting that um, is a death in the family or somebody's terminally ill. And, and the thing that they want is the giants and they want to be able to connect as a family or connect with their peers over something that, you know, they can either celebrate with baseball or it can take their mind off their real world for a few hours. So we get to kind of build that bridge between our fans and give them a really intimate experience of the game. And maybe it's meeting players, maybe it's watching batting practice on the field. Maybe it's just getting a letter and a care package from, from the giants to let them know that we're thinking of them. But those are the most impactful things because you get to feel that magic with those people every single time you work with them. So um, that's the most, not only the most fun, but the most rewarding part 
of the community relations piece. You know, sports, it, what we've, what we know is sports it has a lot of power, meaning there's a lot of passion that goes into it. Certainly as an athlete um, that, you know, it, it, you're at the top of your, of your athletic career, but also the people who are spectators who watch it, they, um, you know, they, they don't necessarily to aspire to, to be a big league player, although some people, I guess, probably do uh, to some degree. But I think that, that it's just interesting that people who can compete at the highest level um, and can, you know, can generate such passion are also human beings. And it's, that's the power that this has, uh, like very few other businesses do, is that you can, you can translate the power and the visibility that that athletes have and that the sport has into something that actually does some good. And that's, I think that is sort of the, you know, sort of what is, I guess, yet to be untapped is the sort of power of, of the kinds of things we can do. I mean, Buster, the, the posies are a great example, but you know, Buster Posey's only going to be able to play this sport for a limited amount of time, but he's going to be a, a citizen in this world for a much longer time. So not only are you doing something for the community, but you're also doing something for him. Absolutely. And it's funny having been on the player side of it, understanding how impactful this is for them as well. It's when you hear feedback from the players that have, you know, they volunteer at a our annual challenger clinic for kids with uh, physical and emotional disabilities to play at the ballpark one day and they run a clinic with the players and the feedback we get from those guys, it's, so important and we hear how much it made their day and they got to take their mind off of baseball for a little bit and just have fun and and that's the thing that people don't realize is while shaking Brandon Crawford's hand is a really exciting thing for people and it can change their lives sometimes it it has that effect on the players as well and I think that's a really that's been a really fun thing to discover I mean, at, at the at the root of all of it, everyone's just just a human being to Pat's point. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We all just have our roles a little bit differently in this world. And Tess, when you think about, you know, the, the role of being an intern and then ultimately, you know, being hired on and, and, and the transition from being in the same organization, I, I, I think about this, Pat, you know, going from intern to full time in the same organization. And how do you get people to see you as not the intern? Right. That's like that's an interesting transition and going from from graduate school to just being, you know, just in the working world is an interesting transition. I mean, how, how do you go about those transitions? And obviously everyone's challenged a little bit differently depending on where and when and how. But uh, what what kind of approach did you take? Well, I think I was pretty fortunate in that my internship with community relations eventually turned into a full-time role with community relations. We do have um, a few cases every year where somebody from one that interned in one department transitions into a full-time role in another department or a part-time role in another department. And I think something that's special about the Giants, and I'm, I'm guessing it happens other places as well, but interns are really valued as you know, a, an integral part of the organization, especially on, you know, on the community relations team our intern is a hundred percent one of us. It's not a run copies and grab me a cup of coffee type of internship. It is something that, you know, we rely on our interns 
heavily every single year. And there's a lot of ownership for them. So when I was an intern, I was running programs on my own. And some of those are programs that I still run today. But I think the amount of confidence that that department leaders put into their interns is something that is really and it makes the transition a lot easier when you've kind of already been considered as somebody who's an equal rather than um, just an intern. But I know that's not the case for everybody. So I think the only thing I can really say is to to ask for ownership and build up that confidence that you can really make an impact. And then once you get into that full-time role, just know that you're there for a reason and that they trusted you enough to be there. So the work that you're doing is important. And um, yeah, I think, I think the Giants, I was really fortunate to have some people who really believed in me from the get-go. You know, the, the, it, what, what I guess I learned over the years, um, with, with, you know, particularly having young people is that, you know, good ideas, uh, come from all kinds of different places. And what I, what I found and one of the values is, is at least with, with certainly with young people and interns and people is they, they sometimes see, see things differently than, um, than people who have been in it for a while. And so uh, the, the good ideas that uh, there's no monopoly on good ideas. I think that one of the things you, you get a chance to do as a, as an intern, at least one of the things that we tried to do was to give people the opportunity to be a, to be a team member in dealing with a program. And then when it called for it, be a, be a team leader where you could actually lead a program and you know, probably do a, a better job than anybody else. But it, it, it gives you the opportunity to gain confidence, um, learn from others who maybe have, have done some things before, but also um, give you the ability to have some success which is really the key is that we, you know, we want everybody to have some success. So this is a, as a key part of a, of a major league franchise. I know the giants feel this way in really developing uh, talent for the future and bringing on people who will, you know, eventually run the organization someday. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. I think that confidence as an intern and when someone believes in you really can help you grow through your entire career. Tess, when, when, when you think about how you, how you got exposure between, you know, you mentioned community relations and core partnerships and legal and uh, the different, I, I think, Pat, this might be the first community relations topic podcast we've done out of 150 plus <laughs> episodes. And I'm thinking like, well, community relations touches ev almost every department, right? Um, to some extent. And you could almost take, you know, you, Tess, you mentioned something earlier in this episode of, you know, you don't necessarily know that you're going to do something forever in your career, but it's at least a good start, right? And community relations is actually an area where you can kind of learn a lot about the, the different parts of the business, how you intertwine with them. And then you also get to deal with some of the players. So there's that piece as well. And then you could kind of figure out where you wanted to go after that to some extent. Is that, am, am I wrong on that? No, I think you're right. I think many parts of a front office have to be collaborative and we have to work together to just get things done and get the game and the business going. But I think it's especially true for community relations because we work heavily with our ticket department on not only 
supporting initiatives they have with um, season ticket members and with suite visits for players in the luxury suites or alumni there um, or our ticket donation programs. But then we work with corporate partnerships on their partners, community activations or player appearances. And, you know, I think the one of the biggest things that brings our department with a lot of others is that player alumni and family relations piece that we oversee. And I think that's a really important thing that we've streamlined most player and alumni appearances to, to go through our department just um, for, you know, the ease of tracking them and understanding what our players are doing. But also it gives us a look into what all of the different departments are doing and what their their goals are and how they're trying to best support their clients. And um, you're right, it is something that, it is a department that really touches a lot of different parts of the organization. You know, what you find is, is, is a relationship with your community is not, is not just confined to players, but it's confined to anybody who is part of a, of a professional sports organization. I mean, um, and it's, 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 look, it's an important part. It should be an important part of anybody's, you know, sort of anybody's agenda and anybody's life to not only do what they do to make a living, but to make wherever they live, uh, you know, a better place. So, so being able to, um, being able to connect people and, you know, it's interesting. I think that you, you being able to connect we say players, players who may not necessarily, uh, uh, have the confidence, like I say, they can have the confidence as a, as a professional player, but they may not have the confidence to get up and speak to a group of, you know, 10 boy scouts or girl scouts or, or being, being able to understand how they're being perceived. Part of, of being in community relations is helping them figure out the best way to present themselves. Absolutely. Right? And that's something that I've been working on in my last handful of seasons with the team. And I have a team that I work with on the community relations side that's, they've been around the block and they understand player relations. And so for me, jumping into it fairly new was figuring out what those players' strong suits are, um, asking a guy to to get up and speak to 200 people when he's not comfortable is not going to be a, a great fit you know we can do our best to prepare them and make them feel confident in it but if it's not something that they're excited about and that they want to do it's not going to be a great turnout for anybody so that goes back to figuring out what the players want and what they're good at and helping them use the skills that they do have to make an impact so while we can help with you know here's some talking points or here's the best some like public speaking strategies or here's some background on the group that you're about to meet. It really comes down to understanding personalities and understanding which guys are more confident on a one-on-one basis or which guys are more confident in a group. So it's, it's really just getting to know these guys and, and that's what takes a while. And that's, you know, something that we'll always work on because we'll always have new players. So um, it's been probably a, you know, a challenging thing in my career, but also a fun thing. Tess, as, as you think about the players uh, and, and how they interact with the community, is it harder to get um, a player that's just been traded to you more involved or the one that's been, you know, growing up through the system from rookie ball all the way up to the big leagues? I, you know, I think it kind of depends. It, 
if they're a veteran player who's been with another team, a lot of times they'll already have some sort of community related mindset or a foundation that they support. You know, if they've been around the block a time or two, they, they kind of know the deal. And we work with a lot of community relations groups from other teams as well, especially when we get a trade, it's, Hey, was he interested in anything? Did his family work on any initiatives? And then we have a little bit of groundwork with that, but mm-hmm. um I think the the real opportunity is with these young guys who are coming out of the farm system to have, you know, almost someone who's fairly moldable when it comes to what they're interested in in the community and finding, you know, ways to connect them in different ways than we may have to, you know, we get a little pigeonholed with veterans because they, they know what matters to them and what's, you know, important there. So, it, you know, I think it, we get a lot of response from, both types of guys, but it's just a little bit of a different approach depending on their status in, in the league. Pat, as, as we wrap up the episode, I'm thinking about, you know, just, just going back to the beginning, you know, the, the ultimately the whole process that um, you were able to set up with the giants and the USF program and, and Tess being a fortunate recipient and, and seeing the career that she's had thus far already, I mean, it's one, that's got to be a great feeling for you, but two, um, how do you, you know, continue to, to try and um, test for those who are, are behind you, you know, whether they're the next fellow or, or a colleague of yours. I mean, how, how do you try and continue to uh, give back in that sense, even though, you know, you're, you're young into your career? You know, I think being real with, with people who reach out and Pat, you mentioned it, that the best way to, to support young people is through talking to them and just giving them, you know, whether it's an informational interview about the role that I have or more of something personal that's about my personal experience in the sports industry. I think giving, giving students, giving fellows, giving interns, whoever reaches out, one, an opportunity to connect, but two, an actual, like a, a real sense of what it is for me to work in the sports industry and without sugarcoating it, without um, making it seem like sunshines and rainbows all the time. But I think giving someone a real perspective of what the industry is like is a really important way to give back. And especially when, you know, I am still fairly new in my career, I think the best way to support is to turn around and, and help the next person in line. And that's, and that's really, you know, you talk about what the, you know, what the value of it is, is that's it is to, you know, what, what major league baseball anyway is what 140 years old, something like that. And so, you know, those of us who were lucky enough to work in it for a period of time, you know, you don't, you get to do it for a period of time and then, you know, somebody else gets to do it after that. But what you really want to do is, is have, uh, you know, you want to, you want sort of continuous improvement. And one of the ways to do that is to invite people into the sort of into the tent and show them, uh, hopefully by your example, but also be willing to listen to them. And I, I've, I've learned more from, from listening to young people. Um, I'll tell you, particularly in, a, in an area where, the, the way that we communicate, you know, with the technology and other things. I mean, this is stuff that, you know, that, I, that 
when I started with the Giants, we had a rotary phone. Okay, <laughs> we we had those. We had those pink messages Pat, don't make, don't, that don't said, "Well, you too much. Come on now." <laughs> well, I, I wasn't as far back as the dead ball era, but it was it wasn't that far. And it's so, but people now who find, have so many more different, so many, so much better uh, ways of communicating and um, <clears throat> and sharing ideas and sharing stories. That's the real value of all this. And and also creating some institutional knowledge that you can pass along to the folks coming up. Um, that's our, that's our responsibility. And um, that's what also, that's what makes it so much fun. I, you know, I always like to say that we're in the fun business. This is what makes it fun is to be able to see other people um, get turned on by it and other people make contributions. Um, hey, that's, that's what, you know, that's what makes it, makes it fun for me. Pat, you couldn't have said it any better. And I, and I, as we, as we conclude the episode, you know, I, I think, uh, Tess, it, it, it speaks a world of, of, you know, what you're doing right now with, with the Giants and the community relations side. And, and that's truly the, the heartbeat of, of what, you know, the sports in each market is all about is, is building that community and that brand and that sense of, of, um, you know, family and, and something that, like you said, people, you know, one way or another, they're connected to it. So, uh, Pat, Tess, I, w- I want to thank you for your time and, and appreciate uh, the the advice, insights, wisdom that was shared. And uh, this has been part of the uh, University of San Francisco's series, uh, legacy series with Pat Gallagher Fellow. So appreciate it. And thanks again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is this is fun. And And Pat, I don't thank you enough for the experience that I got to have as a Pat Gallagher fellow. And um, next time I see it, depending hey, on the social distance rules, I'll give you a big old squeeze. Well, as yeah, a thank it, you. Hey, t- Tess, I just want to watch what you do. That's all. That's what I, you know, I, I just want to be a spectator and see what you do and how you bring people along um, that you're touching in the business. So all the best to you. And uh, I'll look forward to, you know, someday when we can do that hug, that would be great. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys.